Hi, I'm Don Jones with the City of Stillwater. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. Today's subject, major projects updates. Today, joining me and my co-host, Deputy City Manager Melissa Reams, we have City Manager Norman McNichol and, of course, our producer, Michelle Charles. Welcome. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having us this morning. Well, so we have got some major projects going on around our beautiful city, and let's just dig right in and talk about them. So I'm going to ask Norman and Melissa, I'm going to ask you guys about some of our major projects, and then maybe you guys can kind of tag team on the answers and give our listeners some updates that they've been asking for. So first and foremost, let's hit the ground running with Block 34. What are we, where, where are we at? What are we doing? A couple of weeks ago, we had a uh, plan review for Block 34. They were at about 80%, I think, 85% mm-hmm. um, for their planning. Uh, it's just something we do with every major development. And uh, we're hopeful that we're going to break ground this spring. And so um, we're still working, waiting on both architecture and engineering uh, documents to be completed so that we can get those permits pulled and get underway. Mm-hmm. It, well, and reminding our listeners this was a very generous gift. This was kickstarted by a very generous gift from uh, Kicker. And uh, again, for those of you that don't know the Kicker story, Steve Irby started that in his garage. And he is a, a, a son of Stillwater. He grew up here and he decided to keep his very uh, lucrative business here in Stillwater, which we're very thankful for. Um, some of the things that we are looking at is uh, in the design, there was a water feature there, mm-hmm. which would be really a, a neat feature. Um, but as the engineers started digging into things, they're they're concerned about drainage and and it's not it's it's like any any house when you go in to do repainting or repairs or whatever, you start you start digging and you find other things right. and so that's some of what impressed me about the engineers is they're trying to look at it kind of from a holistic standpoint and yes we want to get started but how can we make sure that the infrastructure supports right. this very wonderful gathering place that we're going to have well and speaking of infrastructure with the roadways around block 34 area so we're addressing some of those concerns correct before we dive into the construction of block 34 uh, we have we've had a preliminary discussion with the uh Transportation Tax Committee, and uh, they are amenable to looking at uh, the final numbers on what it would take to replace the streets in the area of Block 34. And it only makes sense in that uh, we will have to do a lot of work there on infrastructure, and uh, pavement will be torn up for that. Uh, the parking has to be removed to do some of the dirt, dirt work. So, um, We'll take a look at all of the infrastructure at the same time, as well as 8th Street and Duncan and Husband mm-hmm. uh, while the project is going on. And it only makes sense to do it all contemporaneous with the construction. Yes. So Block 34, it's a trust the process, movement is being made, and we will have this wonderful space for our community, uh, but we want to do it right. We do. We've had a couple additional donations of funds 
for uh, uh, the block. And again, this is predominantly done with private funding. Um, of course, Mr. Irby's initial donation of not only for construction, but for architecture and engineering. And then a 10-year, $800,000 development, or endowment, excuse me, to um, uh, for programming at the block once it is complete. Um, we have had uh, discussions with Simmons Bank, who is going to donate another $1.5 million, and recently uh, Bank First has uh, kicked in another $50,000. So um, the Stillwater Community Foundation is working on additional grants for the project, and it is going to be amazing. Yeah, um, you know, a lot different. of people talk about Guthrie Green over in Tulsa. This actually uh, will be larger yeah. than Guthrie Green in size and scope, and uh, we think will be a gem for Stillwater for generations to come. Mm -hmm. And come on, an amphitheater by, as Melissa coined it, the son of Stillwater mm -hmm. with Kicker. I mean, come on. You, yeah. No one else could do this better than the Irby family. Right. That's right. We'll really be living large once it's in place. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited about that. We are. Okay, so back to the infrastructure conversation. This is a hot topic. It remains a hot topic in Stillwater. Uh, which it should be, and I, you know, we're all, I know we're all proud mm -hmm. that our community members uh, definitely stay involved, and that is our transportation, our roadways, our bridges. So we've got multiple projects going on uh, at the state level and the local level. So if you would like to address any of that, maybe we start with ODOT projects. Uh, I know they're working on the southbound uh, side of Perkins right now, and we're also making changes. Uh, those preliminary preparations for the 6th Street. So if you kind of want to talk about some of our roadway projects, that'd be great. Well, obviously Perkins Road is in pro process, and uh, there's a lot of work being done along there, and our citizens are putting up with some uh, traffic congestion issues uh, because of the improvements. But just like Block 34, once it's complete, it will make travel along that roadway uh, much nicer. They'll be protected turn lanes there'll be five lanes uh in most of it and there will be uh the ability to move traffic much better than currently exists so pavements being replaced as well as uh, infrastructure being put in place for stormwater um, from McElroy to Lakeview That's and right. um, they are currently working on the stormwater issues on uh, the west side of the road once that's completed they'll start the pavement uh, they have a target date of August of 23 to be complete. And once they're finished with the McElroy to uh, Lakeview project, they will go back and resurface uh, Perkins Road from 3rd Street to um, McElroy. So the entirety of that road will be uh, all new yeah. and flow much better. Yeah, well. So, um, and we obviously have a project going on at 3rd and Perkins, replacement of the bridge. And again, I think that is also due to be done about August. Yeah. They're currently at work on that. Uh, that bridge will be wider than the original bridge, and it will have a pedestrian way on it. And all of Perkins Road will have pedestrian ways on both sides. Which is so needed in mm -hmm. our multimodal community. It is, and we made a promise to the council some years ago that with every project we do, we would look at multimodal tra transportation, and we're going to do that. 
and I know one of your hot topics because you have spoke with me about them in depth is the safety, the crosswalks that we need to recognize. We have a lot of walkers in our community, not just the college, but our just community members are out there. And you have spoke with me about pushing safety messages and respecting the crosswalk. And this is just another mm -hmm. aspect of that. That's right. When you stop at a crosswalk and you need to look every direction and make sure that there's not a pedestrian about the end of the roadway. So uh, car versus pedestrian accidents are uh, dreadful and we want to avoid those uh, completely. And this will only increase the safety efforts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I have to say, I mean, driving down Perkins Road, even with it half done, I don't know if it's because they've done half of it already or if I'm just more used to the construction, but it feels like it's easier to navigate now mm -hmm. than it was during the first phase of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe I'm just used to looking for the driveways to get into the businesses and things like that, but I really do feel like it, it feels safer it feels a, a little bit easier to figure out. Well, and and I think cars to, are doing better. And thank you to everyone. I'm glad you, you brought that up. Thank you to everyone who does look for those driveways into the businesses. It's temporary to not have direct access to those business, but the, every business has a pathway to their parking lot. Right. Well, and it's been a pain for them, just as it has to the motoring public, and uh, hopefully that will be over soon. Right. Before you know it. At least by August. Right? At least by August. <laughs> but, you know, kudos to ODOT for staying on timeline as best as possible. Oh, my and gosh. They have worked around our major event schedule. This contractor has been stellar, mm -hmm. I think. Um, we drove on it. We drove on the new pavement yesterday. We were headed south, and it's a great ride. It's smooth. Mm -hmm. The sidewalks are there. You can see them. And, and my husband was commenting on how quickly they've gotten the old cement on the west side up. And so they're making good progress. And we're getting rid, I noticed we're getting rid of some of those nasty ditches that we had to mow. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so there's another safety aspect right there. Look at the pluses. Well, we do have multiple uh, roadway projects throughout the city, uh, not just ODOT, and we have other bridges uh, in the city that are being worked on. Do you want to touch on any of those projects? Well, sure. Let's talk about Husband Street Bridge for just a minute. It's uh, just north of Franklin and uh, the fact that it's been out for so long. Unfortunately, when uh, we put that out for bids, uh, we wanted to get that done very quickly. Uh, we were on track to get that done. Uh, one of the people that we engaged to design the bridge uh, hired a subcontractor to come in and do the geotech work. Unfortunately, they missed the depth of that by 20 feet. And, and that's a lot. Well, it's a lot when yeah. you consider that the hole we're talking about is 48 inches around and filled with rebar and concrete. Absolutely. And that, unfortunately, also caused the cost of that bridge to be increased by about a million and a half dollars and certainly pushed out the time that uh, it will take to get it finished. Once again, we're hoping that that bridge is complete by April. Uh, it's the last date that I saw. Yeah. Um, that could change. Uh, it's like Melissa mentioned earlier, when you start tearing into something to rebuild it, oftentimes you find things that you didn't know were there. And, Absolutely. Uh, and that's one factor. And then we're also dealing with the availability of product. We're dealing with the fact of the constant inflation and the increase in services once we get a bid and then it increases and turns around. Well, now, this time of year, we're dealing with weather. 
So right. while it's been nice right now, we still haven't really dug into our weather, our winter weather season. Exactly. And our emergency manager, Rob Hill, reminds me that the only way you break a drought is through having a, a deluge, having a rainstorm. So who knows? We might have 2019 all over again. Oh, my goodness. Look what's going on in California right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So. Well, so we've touched on our roadways, our bridges, our transportation. And let's go over into, I'm not even sure if all of our community is, are fully aware of the water projects, what's going on, uh, you know, here, and all of the in-depth work to address uh, water projects to make sure that we have, continue to provide safe, healthy uh, water uh, readily available for all of our community. We have a lot of water projects going on right now. In fact, at tonight's council meeting, there is an OWRB loan for a sewer line interceptor that is uh, in the northern, northeastern portion of the town that will be released, replaced. Uh, it's about a $9.7 million investment in uh, sewer lines, um, and that sounds like a lot of money. But we also have a lot of water projects that we're, we're contemplating right now. Some are underway uh, to improve the water treatment plant. Um, the water treatment plant is the same age as the pipeline from Caw Lake. Mm -hmm. uh, they're nearing 50 years of age, and uh, they need remedial work. Yeah. So um, there's about um, 170 to $200 million worth of projects that uh, need to be completed. One is a raw water storage facility where we can increase the amount of time that we have to work on that pipeline, take it down and work on it. Right now, um, our water storage, raw water storage capacity is maybe two days, maybe less. Um, we have a plan in place where we would use Lake McMurtry as a water storage facility. We have water rights there as well as the 50 million gallons a day that we have at Caw Lake. And uh, we would pump raw water into McMurtry. Mm -hmm. And we would have 45 days worth of raw water storage where we could take the pipeline down and work on it. Um, that can't be accomplished until we get the water storage project complete which about $65 million uh, of that 171 to 200 million that I talked about. Um, Melissa and a lot of other staff and the mayor and I have been working uh, diligently trying to find funding right. uh, from a number of sources uh, for the last couple of weeks. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to be able to find grant money that can complete some of those projects so that those expenses aren't on the backs of our taxpayers. And I think we need to, to back it up and just explain exactly what you said, is that there are areas of the pipeline that need attention, that we have concern about. So in order to make sure that we have a secure pipeline for that water, we need to be able to take it down for a minute so that we can fix it. And that that's kind of common sense, but we need to back it up and remind ourselves, okay, but what does that mean? Well, we need to make sure that we have enough raw water to meet the needs of our community. And that is where you're talking about why that secondary storage, that storage of water is so important. There's seven places where a pipeline crosses under things. 
and those things are things like lakes, yeah. rivers, creeks, um, and those areas are impossible to get to. That's right. You can't dig underwater. So uh, our thought is that once the storage facility is in place, that we could replace those sections of pipe, hook them back into the existing line, and make that thing last another 50 years. So um, that's the reason for the water, raw water storage. And, um, it, you know, the other thing that, it, that, that exists is that w there were few water safety standards when that plant was built. I can imagine. Uh, there were about nine, I think, and now there are over 100. And we meet all of those water quality standards, but it's difficult to do with an older plant like that. So some of the things we're doing is lime systems and pumps and clarifiers and all kinds of different things to uh, make that plant more agile. I promise, listeners, we have got teams here that just go, go above and beyond to make sure that our services are met with our community and from our water department to our engineering department, um, they do all the things. They do. And we have had several discussions with, our, with the trustees, because this does fall under the Stillwater Utility Authority. And one of the questions the mayor asked us, uh, asked Norman and I, is if we've looked everywhere we can think of to find funding. And I... I I'm here to tell you today, yes, we are turning over every rock. We're trying to think outside the box. Um, we've even started working with a group out of D.C. who became our arm in D.C. Mm -hmm. I think Middle America, and, and it certainly Stillwater qualifies there, doesn't get the attention that either coast gets when, when legislators are looking at funding for projects. And so it's helpful to have a group that understands that whole process and can really help guide and carry our story. Right. Um, it's not that we are just Stillwater. We are a, the central region of the state of Oklahoma. And the people that we serve with our water system is broad, and we have people asking to join our system. And so it, it becomes even more critical when we think about not just our 50,000 people, but the other folks that depend on our system for their drinking water. We indeed are a regional supplier, and, and we're talking about over and above the population of the city of Stillwater of another 23,000 people. So you're talking so about like 73,000 oh, people there you go. who get water from our pipeline in one form or another, either raw water that they treat or finished water that we treat at the plant. Uh, we serve uh, Lincoln County, Logan County, uh, Noble County, Payne County, Pawnee. and Pawnee. Um, so uh, yep. we truly are a regional supplier. So um, I think that makes a huge difference when we start talking about funding. Yes. So That's absolutely. a great point is we are regional. Yeah. It's not just still water, so far reaching. Okay, so let's switch over. Let's get some updates on some other areas real quick before we have to wrap up. USA Rare Earth, we're glad they're here. They're still getting set up to uh, do all the things. Mm -hmm. 
we we talk with them weekly, Norman and I, and they've it's amazing what they've accomplished in six months. Um, they put a new roof on that old building that it, some of us remember as the World Color Press building mm-hmm. or Quebecor, and then I think it went to be um, what was the tank called? pressure tank business? Yeah, pressure tank business, and they've. Uh, been redoing all the electrical inside there norman and i are trying to get a tour set up so we can go and see the progress that's been made on that building and as they creep as this building gets up to speed then there i think their manufacturing process is really going to kick off i think that some of our folks don't realize what a critical business this is and what a boon it is for stillwater to uh be the home of this business in as much as Rare earth magnets is what they, what they will produce, and they're in everything. They're ubiquitous. They're in electric cars. They're in your watch. They're in your computer. Right. There are 3,500 pounds of rare earth magnets in an F-35 fighter. Um, those things we were buying from China. Right. And it doesn't make a lot of sense to buy those products from someone that we don't get along with so well right uh, in the world view and who could cut that off uh anytime mm-hmm. uh, rare earth usa will be the only manufacturer of rare earth magnets in the united states now there's some other companies that are looking into doing that but uh, um, we are thrilled that they're here uh, we think that their growth will be exponential Yes. And uh, they will be in business, we think, this summer yeah. in actually producing magnets. That so. is phenomenal. What an economic boost to our community. Well, and one thing that I think is really interesting about that is because this is such a critical technology, mm-hmm. and, I mean, this is seen as a national defense priority. Right. This right. is seen as something that is a, definitely a priority at the federal level. So the companies that are looking into doing this, They've already got federal contracts locked down. Mm-hmm. This isn't just commercial stuff. So my point is, I think this is going to be a very financially stable business, and there's going to be a ton of demand for what they're doing. Right. Well, I agree. And not only is it national defense priority, but it's a Department of Energy priority. Mm-hmm. And um, for those that may be concerned, I actually had somebody the other day wanting to know, well, will they be smelting stuff there? No. Um, they have a mine. That mine exists in northwest Texas. Well, more more southwest than northwest, excuse me. Um, the product will be mined there, refined there, trucked to Stillwater. Mm-hmm. And the process that they use is pressing that material into uh, magnets. There is some heat involved, but we're not talking about a smelting process. Right. So uh, it will be uh, environmentally friendly. And, and the ODEQ has been involved in all of this process, they have. too. They have. And the product that they get from Texas is so valuable That's right. that they spill a little bit of it. They'll get a dustpan and broom clean and clean it up. Because so. it's not really rocks like, you know, we think of mining as rocks or I yeah. do. It's flakes. Mm-hmm. So it's that minute type. But, boy, they have a process down for, for getting that and. I can't wait to see what they've done with the building. I think it'll be really super. It's just another great um, economic boost. Right. And when they're up and really running at full tilt, it looks like there'll be 100-plus jobs. And these are 
$50,000 and up jobs. These aren't, we need you this. know, yeah, we do. We really do. And the hope is that as they have the raw product, the material that other upstream businesses need, maybe right. those upstream businesses, even if they don't move close to Stillwater, if they move to Oklahoma, we all win. Yeah, you we know? do. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Yeah, they make a raw material that has to be cut to shape, and uh, somebody has to do that. So, um, you know, hopefully some of those other businesses will take a look and think, well, you know, it would be a lot easier to do this at the source. So that's right. Uh, we'll see. Well, and thank you guys for constantly looking and working with people uh, to bring them here. Well, and I don't want to uh, let this opportunity get by without giving a shout out to our Chamber of Commerce because they are our economic development partner. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times those initial inquiries come in there to the chamber. Yes. And then uh, we work together as a team to get those folks and hopefully land those businesses here in Stillwater. Well, and one final thing, we, we have a lot of development going on downtown and yes. in the reinvestment cor corridor right now. We inked a deal mm -hmm. with HK Development uh, last week mm -hmm. uh, for a convention center and hotel. At, I'm so glad uh, you mentioned it. Cause Maple that's... and Duck. Yes. And uh, I think that also will be a great shot in the arm for our economy here. And we are moving full speed ahead with the convention center. We are. Plans Perfect. are what, 85 to 90% done? Architectural plans? Like Block 34, we, yeah. we had a pre-development meeting with them uh, recently, and those plans are uh, pretty close. And we're looking at issuing permits in the next couple of months mm -hmm. and breaking ground in May or June. So um, we're excited about that as well. And other smaller developments downtown that are moving forward and... Uh, I think are also a boon to our economy. They are, and throughout Stillwater, we have great businesses. But man, our downtown just is such a great heartbeat for us. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, constantly progressing. Okay, one more update, and we have covered so much here, mm -hmm. but one more I have to ask about is the movement going on at 6th and Western. If you are out there, you're seeing houses being picked up and literally moved away <laughs> they're cut, driving off cut in half yes, i mean I, I look at that and wonder how they're going to put them back together but if if our listeners will remember we bought those homes with the intent of buying the right of way that was needed for the sixth street expansion that's going to go on and i i those houses now have been sold and they're going to be repurposed so don't think that Perfect. they're just being drug off to rot somewhere. They're not. They're going to be homes again for families, hopefully. Um, as soon as we get those houses moved out, our public art piece, I think, is moving in. Is it not? It is. Yeah. And again, with private money. With private money. Um, the artist is um, Morgan Robinson. Uh, again, another local son here of Stillwater. And the the concept of uh, unity, I think I can't remember the name of the piece exactly, but it's interlaced. Interlaced, thank you. Mm -hmm. But I think of it as unity, and I think of that when I think of our Stillwater exactly. community. And I, what's going to be so cool is we can change the colors for the season. I'm excited <laughs> about that too. I love the light feature. You know, we can be orange for homecoming, and we can be red and green. Yeah. And, we can be pink for Valentine's Day. But we how great that, that those are private funds 
that have taken care right. of that art piece. We're, we're bringing more art inclusion within our community. Right. Uh, another son of Stillwater uh-huh. who has developed this piece and worked closely with the, com- with the committee on Absolutely. this. Uh, Absolutely. To make sure that, that, that all of those things are addressed. But at the same time, so we're getting uh, something beautiful uh, out of a much-needed road expansion with ODOT Project. And so our listeners don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get a couple of years rest between Perkins Road and that West 6 project so uh, that's currently slated for 25 that could move back some mm-hmm. uh, those plans are still in process so uh, the one thing that we do know is that we needed that uh, those that real estate there at the end of uh, uh, 6th Street at um, Six Western. and Western. You're, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you included that. Yeah. So they will get um, that rest. That's part of our contribution to uh, the ODOT project. For instance, we moved utilities and bought right away for the, to the tune of about four million dollars, I think, for Perkins Road. Mm-hmm. But the lion's share of that investment, another eighteen or nineteen million dollars, I believe, uh, was by ODOT. And we want to remind people that the state highways that run through Stillwater are under the jurisdiction, the streets at any rate, the surface themselves, are under the jurisdiction of ODOT, and uh, they take care of those streets. We take care of the rest of them. And so far, so good. They are doing great things for us. Yeah, they are. They are. The western uh, road expansion up towards Lakeview, that was all an ODOT project, and um, our new fire station is going to get built up there off of that road. Yep. So we're excited about that. Excited about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to get going on that. That's a topic for another day. That is a, another <laughs> another podcast. Uh, but we will definitely do regular major project update podcasts. This has been great. We have covered so much. Thank you both for all of the information. Uh, and is there anything, have we left out anything? Melissa, Norman, do you want to add anything else? There's a lot going on right now. We probably have, but uh, um, I think that's it for now. Yeah. Our yeah. our priority is going to be that water project over the next couple of years. Absolutely. To continue, continue providing safe, uh, potable water. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Hey, together we are investing in municipal excellence. <laughs>